listening to Zap Night, a video game review podcast. Join your hosts as we review video games from all systems and all genres. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Zap Night. I'm your host, Danny. I'm your co-host, Kaylee. We are on episode 95 and we're talking about Firewatch. Fire! Firewatch. So, this game, this was something that you suggested, Kaylee. Yeah. Um, it's kind of similar to the last couple games that we've been playing with this, like, point-click adventure kind of thing. Um, it's probably closer to, um, Gone Home than... More more adventure than point-clicking. Point-click, yeah, yeah, very true. Um, it... So, Firewatch... To give you the normal background of it, it's developed by Campo Santo, uh, and I think it's just like an indie developer studio. Um, it was released on um, Windows, um, OS X, Linux, PlayStation in February of 2016. Then in September, they released it in uh, on the Xbox in September 16. Then on the Switch, it was finally released um, on December 2018. So, you know, it, it's kind of everywhere at this point. Um, yeah. It seems like, from what I've read online, it got really good reviews, and it makes sense. It's, it's a pretty good game. Um, but obviously, we're here to review it for ourselves and what our own experience was. Um, so we're going to kind of try and go over the story a little bit to, uh, I don't know, give you some idea of what the background is. Obviously this game is like, if we're going to talk about the story, it's very spoiler heavy and this game being majority of story more so than gameplay, I would suggest if you haven't played the game and at all may want to definitely do that first because this is, you know, not going to make it quite as fun if you're getting the story from us, like us, you know, <laughs> botching the story versus you could just go and experience yeah. <laughs> the story and enjoy it. So, um, as usual though, if you want to skip the story, there's probably going to be a timestamp in the description. So you can jump to that time and skip the story altogether. So that's up to you. Uh, but I'm going to do my best to kind of go over the story. Um, just, you know, bear with me. It's not like I wrote it, so I don't just know off the top of my head. Wikipedia is going to be a huge help here, as usual. So, <laughs> um, the game begins in a, a, quite a bit before 1989, but the the main game is played during the summer of 1989, and you play a... Your character is Henry, who... Um, his wife has early onset dementia and she starts, you know, kind of going crazy, losing her mind a little bit, not able to remember everything always sort of deal. Um, and at least in our playthrough, um, her sister came to visit and noticed that Henry wasn't taking the best care of her and the house and her sister decided to take um his wife to australia with her to live with her and her parents so with henry's wife julia right i think so yeah with henry's wife out henry kind of falls into a spiral of depression and finds an ad in the paper for a fire lookout in the Shoshone National Forest in Wyoming. So he takes the he takes the job and he makes his way out to, you know, the forest. He walks two days up into the into the forest to find his lookout tower, um, where he pretty much sleeps, you know, for like 14 hours straight or something like that. And uh when he wakes up, he is greeted by um his walkie-talkie going off. Which um, it's Delilah on the other on the other phone. Delilah is another lookout. I I'm guessing either by seniority or by um, like man management level. Yeah, like she's she's a above Henry, so like she gives him orders more more or less. Um, 
but she greets Henry and um, they're, she's kind of walking him around the, the tower a little bit, giving him an idea of things, the tools that he has at his disposal when she notices some fireworks off in the distance and has Henry go and investigate. So we, as Henry, we go down and we investigate the fireworks to find a couple of girls having a fairly awesome time in the lake. <laughs> um, skinny dipping. Yeah, they were skinny dipping in the lake. And so Henry has to confront them because they're setting off fireworks. And it's, you know, a, at this time of the year, I guess, it's very fire prone fireworks are very prohibited they're having campfires there's evidence of that they're ha they're shooting out fireworks so they're genuinely a danger to the forest at this point so henry walks up and again in our playthrough and i'll explain that when we get to the gameplay section but in our playthrough <laughs> i decided to to grab the they have a boom box next to the lake like they're off in the lake um, like partying and he, Henry's like yelling at the girls to like calm down to stop shooting fireworks they start yelling back at him so he <laughs> me playing because me me and Kaylee yeah. played this together but um, I was controlling Henry so I picked up the boom box and I threw it in the water and they start freaking them. out <laughs> They're, That'll teach those youths. Right. <laughs> so they're really upset they, they claim Henry to be you know a uh, a creeper yeah. and um, you know, they go running off. So Henry happy with his day, having taken care of the issue starts going back to his watchtower. Um, he has to go up through a different way that leads him through a, a, um, a cave. And at, at the other end of the cave, he sees a guy like standing off in the distance and holding a flashlight. So you can't really see who it is. And Henry kind of goes after him, but you never really see the guy. Yeah. Um, then once he makes it back up to the watchtower, he finds that his watchtower has been ransacked and his typewriter thrown out the window. Um, you know, at this point, Henry doesn't really know who it is. If it's the girls or maybe that guy, like he doesn't really know. So in any case, the next day, um, Delilah wakes him up again, saying that the communications are down essentially the communications to the outside world, I would guess, or like yeah. to the Rangers or something. So Henry offers to go follow the, follow the lines, the, the wires to see if there's anything he could do to help. As he makes his way out there, he finds that, um, one of the lines have been actually cut and there's seemingly signs from the girls that were, that he had confronted, you know, the day before. Beer cans. Yeah, and a bunch of beer cans all over the place. You picked them up. Good for you. Keep yeah, and I did. Clean. <laughs> yes, yep. And we had the option to clean them up, and yep. we did. So uh, we go and we try and... At this point, I'm pretty sure you can find... You can see their camp um, fire, like their smoke. So you go and you chase down the smokestack to find their campsite. And um, you when you get there, you find their campsite has been completely like torn apart. And there's a note from them saying, you know, hey, Creepo, you know, why'd you steal our underwear? You're a big loser, creep. We're out of here. And then you don't see him again. So, you know, again, it's like, ah, oh, that's really weird. Like, it looks like something obviously has happened. But at this <laughs> point, it's, it's not really Henry's problem, to be perfectly honest. But um, it definitely has a weird, like, there's definitely something weird going on. Um, so then a couple more days go by and while Henry's off investigating, he finds a backpack hanging from a tree that has a disposable camera in it and some evidence that it belongs to Brian Goodwin. Delilah kind of goes into, um, an explanation of, uh, Brian and his father, Ned, who used to be a lookout a few years back or something. And Ned was this outdoorsman. He was kind of a drinker. Um, there's there's ex more explanations in here. I didn't get the Vietnam War thing. Did you pick that up, Kaylee? I, I did not. It might have been like briefly mentioned, or maybe we didn't click on something specific. Yeah, that could you be. Gotta, you had to be really diligent on 
reporting like to engage with delilah about some of the stuff yeah if you don't <clears throat> reply back right away she just like ignores you <laughs> so yeah anyway so um uh as you continue on your day um sorry i'm lost here Fireflies. oh yeah so, the the teenagers the teenagers are reported missing Oh, that's right. Those yep. girls. So after after a few days go by and the teenagers are like reported missing and Delilah is like freaking out that, you know, one, they're, you know, they're going to be blamed on them, on Henry and Delilah for not, you know, following up with them. Or from Delilah's perspective, she doesn't even know if maybe Henry killed them or something. Yeah. So like they're kind of having this freak out moment about these girls, but they don't kind of, you know, they they kind of pass it off a little bit. They make a bad decision. Yes, they do. And not tell anyone. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's so they it happens they, a few yeah, times. Yeah, they decide. They, they, it's it, to me. It sounded more like that they just didn't want to answer questions, so they were just like, "No, they weren't. They weren't here." I think the, <laughs> I think the explanation was more like, "They'll turn up. Surely they'll turn up eventually, yeah. right?" But yeah, no, they're they're reported missing. Um, two months afterwards, a small fire breaks out um, around Henry's uh, uh, Henry's watch area. Um, there's not a whole lot that they're doing about it. It seems like, yeah, it's just a fire. Like, from a player's perspective, it seemed kind of weird. Like, like you know, here we're having this Delilah, um, we're having this dilemma with um, the teenagers who have gone missing. And then, like, uh, it flashes to a few weeks later, and there's, like, this fire. And they're, like, naming the fire. And it's just silly. It seems weird. I thought that they were doing a controlled... Oh, no, excuse me, I'm... I'm getting, I'm jumping ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah, they they had done a controlled burn, but I think that well, that they, was to keep started, that wildfire yeah, from yeah. hitting the tower. Yep. So, um, Henry, Henry discovers a radio. Oh, I had a clipboard. Yeah, he fishing. goes, he goes back down. I don't know if he's just hiking or what, but he goes down by the lake again and he finds a radio and a clipboard and the clipboard has these transcripts between him and Delilah, like almost word for word. And right. he gets up and he's telling her about this. And all of a sudden he's just whacked over the head like twice. Yeah. And yeah. Like and somebody's, out. Yeah. And somebody steals the radio again from him. The radio that he had, the, it was a, uh, another walkie talkie. Um, so, I mean, obviously they're freaking out about, you know, there's, written evidence of them having confronted the the teenage girls who are now missing so like they're kind of freaking out about the girls having gone missing like if they end up dead now there's this evidence that you know her and henry are involved in this in some way and didn't report it and you know not good but also the fact that their radio is being intercepted Um, yeah intercepted and recorded so you know that's not good either um so they're kind of like really understandably a little disturbed about what what they've found as they're like oh and the the clipboard which does he keep the clipboard no i think no i think that got taken too. Well, I think he saw like yeah, he saw quite a bit of it. He he and something about um, the oh, one of yeah. the meadows, the on meadow, it or yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yep. So so the meadow that yeah, you're right. I can't remember the name of the meadow. Yeah, it doesn't say it in the Wikipedia. But in any case, yeah, there there is like a title on the clipboard that says something about this meadow. And Delilah, oh, it's like um, a a station or something. Delilah Mm -hmm. doesn't recognize this at all, but she recognizes the name of the meadow. So she directs Henry to go check out the meadow, and they find that it's completely fenced off by some government research area. Um, Henry tries to break it in, but isn't really able to. So he goes back, 
and he hunts down to, he he hunts down where the rangers were that were taking care of this controlled fire that we were kind of talking about yeah. earlier. He finds an axe and he goes back to the to the fence and breaks down the fence with an, with his axe. And um, <laughs> while he's in there, he finds th- this like big research station, and there's uh, some written reports detailing the conversations between him and Delilah and, you know, other bits of their lives along with obviously the, the girls being reported missing and them talking about the girls. But while he's, while he's there, they're kind of talking about, well, what, what are they going to do with this research station? At this point, it's completely empty, but like, how are they going to deal with this? And they kind of joke about setting it on fire, but like, they don't really know. Henry finds a key and he decides to take that key. Um, It's labeled something for this cave. And he, you know, while we were in the cave, we had seen another like fenced off area. Didn't think much of it. So, but the key referenced that fence in the cave. So Henry decides to go to that cave. Well, on his way out, he hears that the, the research station is caught on fire and um, he just hightails it back to the, uh, his lookout house and his lookout, he finds a tape recorder with a, um, a recording of Henry and Del- Delilah discussing destroying that camp. Yeah. And here now it's <laughs> caught fire. So like they're kind of in the second bind of not only do we have the, the teenage girls, but now we have the possibility of starting this government fire or this fire on this government land or whatever. Um, so the next day Henry decides to go straight for the cave to unlock it and figure out what the heck is going on there. Um, the, when Henry arrives there, he, uh, he opened, he opens the gate and as he walks in, it slams behind him. Yeah, that's right. And locks him in. He finds his way back out and he, he's able to use some, um, some hooks. So he finds, Oh, he finds, um, what's his name? Finds the body of no, Brian no, Goodwin. No, not, not yet. Oh my gosh. I just spoiled it. I'm sorry. Dang it, Kaylee. No, he finds, he finds Brian Goodwin's like set up. anchor. Yeah, but right? he finds he finds his like nest. He finds his his oh, castle. That's right. I so yeah, he's about that. He finds he finds all Brian Goodwin's like hideout, and you kind of get a feel for who Brian is as a kid. He's like you know this fantasy dreamer, and he has you know rocks set up to make it look like he's trying to build a little castle, and um. He's he's really into radios, and he he there's like a science report of him like figuring out how to use a ham radio to to reach beyond the stars by bouncing off of like comets and stuff. Just like you know, really a nerdy yeah. kid, but like really deep into this. You also find the anchors, and there's a note saying, "Hey, if you find these anchors, please send them back to me. I wanted to hide them so that my dad would stop making me climb around." And, you know, it makes it seem like he obviously was afraid of heights and climbing and it just wasn't one of his skill sets. Yeah. So as you go back into the cave and unlock the cave again, unfortunately, you find Brian Goodwin's body at the bottom of the cave. And (laughs) Um, it's like there's like rocks on top of his head and he's clearly been there a while. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Very withered. Just like a, a skeleton of a you know, of a body. Yeah. Um, so as you make your way out, you talk to Delilah about finding Brian Goodwin and, you know, you guys kind of make it seem, it, it makes it seem like it was very much an accident. It really didn't seem like, but you know, at this point you don't know, maybe it was the dad because the dad, you know, could have yeah. apparently b- both Brian and, Ned Goodwin had like disappeared and no one had heard from him and everyone just suspected, well, you know, they, uh, must've just went home. (laughs) Um, but then there's also the secondary twist too, where Delilah knew that it was wrong for Brian to be there as a child. Like Ned was supposed to be there as a sole person and bringing his son with him on this was kind of in violation of, you know, the, 
the way that fire right. lookout is done. So because she knew that the kid was there, she feels intense guilt because, you know, she could have reported this and yeah. yeah, it may not have been the best thing for the two, but perhaps Brian would have been alive still. So, um, let's see. They, uh, they, they kind of are deciding if they want to um, talk about or, you know, if they want to tell someone about the body or what they're going to do. Um, but the wildfire has started to kind of grow out of control. And um, Delilah is preparing to be evacuated. And Henry is told to also prepare and get things done. But um he uh well i guess kind of backtracking a little bit um he at the research site he found this device that beeps when it gets close to like certain things and this device starts beeping again so he like hunts down the source of this beeping and finds a tapes a tape recording and he pops it into his tape player and it's a recording of ned who is brian's father and Ned is kind of saying, you know, hi to Henry <laughs> and that, you know, he's been following Henry around since, you know, since really he first got there and kind of goes into detail about, you know, he didn't know what to do about Brian, that he, you know, was pretty much distraught about Brian dying, that it's very much seemed like an accident and, you know, that Brian just or yeah, he just wasn't a climber that Ned was trying to get him to be this climber and he just wasn't. And he slipped and fell into the cave and you know, there was nothing, nothing that anybody could do about it or whatever. So, um, but there's, there's also evidence that Ned has left. And as, um, as Henry goes into this like little, um, I don't know. It's like a little bunker that Ned had made. There's like evidence of like him tampering with stuff and like notes of conversations between him and Delilah. The and... boombox. Oh yeah, that's right. The boombox that we threw into the water. At least yeah. I assume so. It might not have been, but it, it did seem that way. So the um. Oh, also while you're while you're on your way out, while you're kind of collecting stuff to ev evacuate. Um, Delilah says that the girls were found. <laughs> they were found like having stolen yeah. somebody's tractor or something and was running amok. <laughs> so like they're fine. And like now we found out that Ned is the one who's been like spying on Henry and Delilah more so out of surveillance that they won't find the body. But at this yeah. point, Ned doesn't seem to care that, you know, whatever. Well, there was a note at one point that actually had said, like, if if he were to go missing, that no one would care or something like that. Like, that was in one of the papers that you find around his bunker. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yep. So, um, Henry makes his way towards Delilah's um, tower where the evacuation is. And Delilah's like, no, no, I'm getting on. I'm getting on yeah. the evacuation helicopter first. I'm just going to go. He's like, and Henry's like, for me? you're not going to just, just leave like me, are you? And no, she's just like, no, nah, I got to go. So she leaves and uh, Brian or Brian uh, Henry is left to just chase after her. So you make your way all the way to the north end of the your map and you go across this tran thing to delilah's uh watchtower you go up the watchtower and you have this like moment where delilah says her you know they they have this little exchange where they say their goodbyes um henry kind of in our playthrough anyway henry kind of tries to um convince delilah to come back to boulder where he lives come back to boulder with him but she's not really having it and uh they just go their separate ways and that's it <laughs> He gets on the helicopter and he's evacuated and end game. Very anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah, kinda. Yep. The huge buildup. Huge buildup. Yeah. And then that's it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um so what did you give it for a story? I gave it 
a six out of ten. <laughs> Whoa, really? Well, wow. Okay. What'd you give it? I gave it a nine. Oh, really? Yeah. And I gave it a nine, not for the story contents, but the story delivery. Yeah, that was really good. I do like, I, I like how they did this. I felt like that there was kind of a lot of holes, maybe not holes, but there were certain things that kind of bothered me about the story because some of it seemed a little unrealistic. Yeah. So, for example, you know, when Henry goes down there to talk to those girls, it's not this like, hey, you know, you got to kind of watch the fight. It's like he goes from a, a one to like a ten immediately. Well, and, I mean, part of that was my fault because I threw the radio well, in the water. <laughs> I, I don't know, though. I, it still seemed kind of... And maybe you're right. But then I felt like sometimes the dialogue between Henry and Delilah were kind of forced in a weird way. Um, I... I don't know. I, I feel like there was a lot of neglect between... <laughs> You know, I, and I, I mean, I understand it, they were trying to make it for good storytelling. I get that. But I felt like that there was a lot of neglect being had between, like, not reporting the girls, not yeah. reporting the, the campfires that they found, not reporting that the girls had left. And, and like, the downline thing, like, maybe they don't ever really talk about it getting fixed. So I don't know if it was never really I, fixed or what. I, I feel like, and I understand that for the sake of the story, they have to do this. But I feel like Delilah's failure to report those girls, like, it's one thing. That, it, it, I, I think she should have done it. She had nothing to lose. You know what I mean? Like, she should have reported that they had seen those girls. Yeah. Yep. Um, especially because, you know, maybe Henry really did do something. Yeah, very true. And like, if he had, wouldn't it still be in Delilah's best interest to report that? Yeah. But again, at this point, you know, right after that had happened, the girls had cut that line and then like the girls are reported missing. So like, I don't know. It, it, it definitely seems funky on the like... The I mean, order of I totally events. I understand what they're doing because I think that for the most point part, you think, oh, whatever's going on with you and with Henry and Delilah, this which you find out is Ned, you think, well, maybe these girls are dead. Right. You know, and I think that's part of the reason why it was played that way, but it's still so it's just little I don't want to call them inconsistencies, but they were just small little bits. So it was just kind of like, eh, I don't know. It kind of makes me wonder if the original story was meant to be something vastly different and they kind of tweaked it to be more family yeah. friendly because I don't know. they the, said a few things that weren't. Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's very true. Yeah. Th their dialogue was pretty heavy in the language department. Um, but like, think of it this way. If, Say if all this stuff was happening and the girls were not only reported missing, but found dead. And then you find Brian's body dead. And then towards the end, like during the, this fire thing, then like Ned starts chasing you. Like, you know, it would just, it would kind of bring yeah. this, this, you know, this climatic conclusion at the end where like, not only are you evacuating the fire, but you're also escaping someone chasing you and you yeah. have to like, you have to be able to navigate, you know, the, the, the map really well to be able to get there in a, you know, right, specific yeah. amount of time just to have this like exciting, you know, crazy chase thing at the end. It would be a bit of a twist, but like, I think that that would have been fun. And then, you know, as you're going over the ravine to Delilah's camp, something dramatic happens and Ned, you know, gets hit yeah. by lightning or like a tree falls on him that's on fire or something, you know, that kind of puts this at a conclusion, but you know, your character Henry still escapes and, you know, yeah. you figure out, oh well, yeah, Ned was actually the one who did all this and killed the girls and his son. And, you know, you, you kind of, the last day, the, the evacuation day, you, you're on your way to evacuate. So you running through the fire already has this, this is the last, you know, this is it. We got to run. And then you get sidetracked with the, uh, with the, the sensor thing, the beeper. Yeah. Thing. Right. Um, and that kind of spoils the, 
climatic part of the end there. Because I don't. We'll see. You do that I don't think so. I don't think so. I think. Well, I think that they could have done it better. But I feel like, yeah, there's this device that's beeping. I should go and figure out what this is. And as you go to figure out what this is, you're learning about Ned and you're learning about his, you know, whatever, whatever situation he is in with Brian. And, you know, then you have this evacuation, like I have got to go. The fire's, you know, coming in or like, it would have been better had the fire been, you know, um, blocking different. Yeah, uh, different paths. So like, you have to go a specific route, and in the meantime, Ned's freaking chasing after you. You know, it's just I think they could have yeah. made this a little more exciting with yeah. the with this fire with this threat of the fire. Even Ned stuff, like whatever, have that be whatever it is in the story. Ned just leaves, whatever. But then have the fire coming in and approaching you and like have it be a threat to yeah. make you have to hurry, you know, something. Just I it I think what what ruined it for me was when I got lost heading up there. Yeah. And that like like there's it's kind of fiery, but like all the paths are still open, so you're just like running around trying to that find the right cool. path and it's like all right, well, the, the sense of urgency is kind of lost now, so you just make it there when you make it there, and, you know, things just happen like they're supposed to. I just, like a time limit or, like, the fire coming yeah. in, something <clears throat> to make it feel a little more like, I need to hurry, I think would have made that that yeah, section a yeah. little bit better. I I also think the ending... I, I know that they par- probably wanted you to speculate what happens at the end. And maybe maybe the ending is different depending on the choices you make. I don't know. Right. But I kind of wanted something. Yeah. Because it's just you get on the, the helicopter and then that's it. Like, even if there was just the small blip about that the fire gets under control or how long it takes for the fire to stop being a fire. What, ha- what Henry decides to do. Did he go back to Julia? What did Delilah do? Did they ever do? And just yeah, just nothing. a little blurb about yeah. The because at the very beginning, you you actually don't even control or even see. You barely ever see your character. Yeah, you just you have actually, like dialogue prompts. Yeah, which is would have been perfectly acceptable and kind of come full circle if they had done that same thing at the end. Yep. Yeah, like, you don't know anything about Julia after the fact, too, which is fine if that's what they chose to do. But I, it would have been nice to just have something because it just kind of seemed lackluster at the very end with this. And that's it. Yeah. Like, even even if they had explained, you know, Ned was never seen again or this, they never recovered Brian Goodwin's body or something. I don't know. Yeah, I <clears throat> I think. I think that poor Henry's in quite the pickle anyway. <laughs> Because, like, no matter what you choose, Julia is either in a permanent home where she's really, at this point, she's really not his wife. Like, she's barely there. A person, yeah. Or she's in Australia being taken care of by her parents. Like, in both of those scenarios, it's kind of crappy for Henry. Yeah. Like, so Henry really needs this, needs Delilah to be able to move on with his life and, and carry on. Yeah, Julia can be there, but Henry needs, he, he really could use something, uh, a little bit of support. And I feel like that, that, that little spark that they had together would have been nice. So I don't know. I, but like you said, maybe, maybe with different dialogue prompts, it it could have ended better, but I don't know. I think too, they tried making Delilah because it's mentioned, I think a little bit how she kind of, uh, the way she interacts with people is a little bit different and she keeps this. I, I don't know if she, like she doesn't want to acknowledge her faults and stuff. I kind of feel like that whatever it was that they were trying to tell her her story was reflected in the way that she didn't want anything really to do with Henry beyond what they had, Hmm. but it did make, I wish that they would have expanded more on that or either had done that or the alternative have the dialogue of they eventually meet up or something like, like they just never really committed to anything. Right. (laughs) I don't know. It's just weird to me. I, of 
it, to me, the story was good. It just was not strong. Sure. So. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, it definitely could have been better, but the way that they executed it was amazing. I love, yeah, I, I love the like walkie-talkie conversation back and forth as you're doing stuff, and like you have the option to not report anything too, like. For when yeah. we were playing through, I was literally talking to Delilah every chance I had. Like, hey, I found a rock. And Delilah's like, cool, bro. Like, you got stuff that you're doing. Yeah. Like, move <laughs> on. But, like, you don't have to. It's just this nice little thing to get more dialogue to, you know, conversate with somebody while you're out in the woods just, like, doing a thing. And, I don't know, it was it was really nice to have that little bit of nar- narrative yeah, while yeah, you're yeah. just doing your thing. But... The notes in the boxes were kind of funny too to me. Yeah, yeah. Between the other rangers, um, I, I do. It, it kind of irritated me too. Delilah has you doing everything. Understandably, you're the main character. It's supposed to be that way, but like, legitimately, she's making you do these dangerous things. <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, I realize that you've just been smacked upside the head twice and almost died, but why don't you go investigate? Yeah. Why don't you go to the government research camp? It'll be fine. <laughs> well, I think though that part of that was Henry wanting to do that. Like yeah. Henry, Henry well, was just volunteering to do this stuff. But I don't know. It just... She she definitely did push for it. <laughs> for her she to not wasn't helping. <laughs> I know. I know. She wasn't reporting anything uh, at this point. She's basically a computer. <laughs> well, she didn't report. She didn't report Brian. Brian Goodman being there, and she didn't report those girls gone missing. So, like, her character is kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, she's not very good at her job. So. Yep. So, um, yeah, I gave it a nine. I thought that, you know, the the execution for the story was amazing, though, like, like we've been talking about, the, the story itself wasn't that great necessarily yeah i wanted it to be a lot stronger it could have been a lot stronger but this method of storytelling was fantastic and i i could i that i enjoyed that the most easily so uh you want to move on (laughs) yeah so so graphics yeah i give it a seven a seven yes i gave it a six i i don't know i didn't have I mean, it was the graphics were not blowing me away, but I do like the like simplicity and the smoothness of everything. Yeah, it was simple graphics, but effective. Um, they had a few things that were kind of neat that I enjoyed, like the atmosphere changing, like with the fire and like you, you're out at night a couple times. So that's kind of fun. Um, you know, the, the effects were kind of nice. Like the water looked really nice. What little bit of the fires that you could see were, were done pretty well. So, I mean, I I felt like overall it, it was pretty good, but yeah, there wasn't anything that I wanted to stop and just look at, you know what I mean? Like I, I, we've had quite a few games now where you just wanted to stop and take a moment to just look around. And I don't feel like this game really had that. I, there was some small finer details that I appreciated the um uh like in the the boxes but more specifically uh the notebook that Julia has that you actually are carrying with you Oh you yeah 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 yep I wish you were able to look through that notebook I I wonder if you could I wonder if you carry it with you the whole time and I just never look through the inventory oh, to maybe. look Um yeah no I because early dialogue stuff, she talks about drawing him and you can either pose as like a He-Man pose or uh, yeah. a fairy or something like that. And like you actually get this like picture in that notebook of like your character drawn up in like nude. <laughs> it's really yes, funny. That's right. <laughs> well, because this game is mostly... Uh, in the in the forest if you will you know everything's organic and stuff which is great like there was so much detail as far as that and for the most part is that was concerned where i think that i wish there was a bit more finer details in the 
and the lookout, which I understand too. You know, it's just a lookout. There's not supposed to be a whole lot of stuff, but it would have been know. nice to have just gone through stuff and I felt look like at it. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Like you wanted more interactivity than what was there. Um, yeah. but like for me looking around, like you could tell that there was a lot of detail in the watchtower and like we listened to the little like audio thing and they yeah. talked about some of the details that they put in. But I mean, even more so than what they talked about in there, like you could see they had like the propane tank sitting outside yeah, that I was feeding in and that. like there was the, the, the cabin. Um, do you remember the cabin? Yeah, that yeah. we never saw? Yeah, that's right. We saw it uh, while we were trying to flee the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Just, the, I mean, there there was some detail that was yeah. in there that if you looked hard enough, you could find. And, you know, it made it nice. There was some uh, weird spots. Yeah, we had a few glitches in this game. Um, the fireworks that are in the girls' camp, they, like, randomly generated back in, like, mid-game. And, <laughs> and uh, some more beer cans and something else, I think. Yeah. Yeah, there was uh, something There else. was a tree that had glitched out, I think. Yeah, there was a too. tree was that like was, like, floating. floating. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, we, yeah, there was a piece of paper that we were reading... <laughs> And then I like put it back on the box, but like then I shut the box lid and the paper was like still like glitchy floating there. So like that was kind oh, of bizarre. Oh, that's right. That was I, funny. <laughs> I got stuck too at one point. Oh, that's right. We had to restart the, not that it was that far in. But we no, it wasn't. Yeah. We had to restart the day or something like that. And it, it resets your character position. But yeah, we got stuck inside the watchtower like stairs. <laughs> so like yeah. we were going downstairs and then like. At one point, I just, like, couldn't move anymore. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm stuck here forever because I can't move. <laughs> yeah. I The graphics, because they're so, I don't know, smooth, like, that. I guess it's style. And I liked it. It's, it's just, a very not... cartoonish. Um, yeah. not, not cartoonish as in, like, childish, but just, like, that that graphic design is, is yeah very yeah, yeah. cartoonish clean yeah yeah um i for some reason i really liked the rubble like a yeah. lot of the um the pebbles and stuff like the the um cliff the cliff scaling yeah well and like in the cave and stuff too yeah yeah that's true um but yeah yeah i didn't have a whole lot to uh to say on graphics truthfully but yeah i mean again there was nothing like amazing about it but it, it was effective and yeah it, it was, was nice it was a nice like 3d world and the environment was good I, and easy to navigate i mean quote easy to navigate like it was easy to see where you were going but like i had troubles navigating but that i don't think was the game's fault i think it was my fault <laughs> i liked how they had you first person as henry like yeah you, you're that's just how it, and i i just i liked that because it did, how he looked didn't really matter but so then when i would catch glimpses of him i was like is that is that is us, that us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of cool seeing it from that perspective i guess so but yeah so i gave graphics a six out of ten yeah i gave it a seven um gameplay um i I probably gave it a higher score than you just because I actually played it where you just kind of sat back and hung out with me. I gave it a nine. Oh, wow. I yeah. gave it a six again. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I commented well, about the glitch. Yeah, the glitches. That makes sense. I was going to say, let's just go over all of the gameplay aspects real quick. Sure. So um, you had your basic map navigation because it is somewhat open world and you know you're kind of given like you're you're the game takes place within this like big map and you kind of have you know spots that you need to go to you can take pretty much any route you'd like to take so like there's many different ways that you could go um you are limited to certain areas depending on the equipment that you get along the way so like some areas 
uh, require you to have rope and you don't get rope until later. So like you can't go yeah. through those areas cause you don't have the rope or like the ax. Some areas are barred by weeds. So you can't go through there until you have the ax to cut down the weeds. So like there is some limitations, but for the most part, you can kind of go wherever you're able to go. You just do it. Um, but you do have a map that helps you navigate around the, the area. Uh, there are, um, cash stations along the way that you can open up and write down uh, trail notes for you to help you with your map. So the more of those that you collect, the better off your map looks for trying to navigate. Uh, you're given a compass, which upgrades after a while to the beeping thing. Um, and that beeping thing really just has a digital readout instead of like uh, an arrow. But like yeah. still the functionality functionality is the same. Um and then let's see, the you have the climbing, so you can you can climb the you can scale the the cliff walls if there's a uh, an anchor point. Um, you can also jump over trees that are fallen. There's a couple things that you can cut down, like the bushes and like one area where you have to cut down a tree in order to progress. Um, let's see. The you got falling. Item... What? <laughs> the long falling. <laughs> the log. Does that falling? count? Yeah, oh. you're fall jumping down these huge distances and not yeah. breaking yourself. It does seem that way, doesn't it? Um. So then there is the, oh, you can investigate items. So a lot of the items that you're able to see around the world, around the game, um, the boom box, the, the, uh, occasionally a rock, most of the books, some of the pieces of paper, you can actually rotate in your hand and like look at them to investigate them a little bit, which is kind of nice. Um, there are... The dialogue options while you're talking to Delilah. So Delilah will just talk to, in your radio. And when she's done, you have this option to reply. And when you hold down shift, you have different reply options. So then you can kind of scroll through there. That's kind of nice, but it's kind of annoying too. Because if you're in the yeah. middle of a thing and then you have this option to reply. Like if you're looking at your map and Delilah says, oh, hey, I was at this place. And then you want to reply. You have to make sure you put your map away before you can, you know, reply to Delilah. So that kind of had some frustrating points for me. When I was trying to navigate and talk to Delilah at the same time, but it wasn't yes. too bad. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, overall, it you know, there was quite a bit of functionality. I enjoyed just the like random running around the place. Um, what do you think? I I liked the running around everywhere, but that's kind of all you do. Like yeah. there is, I I don't know. I get that really this is just an interactive story that's being told, but I kind of was hoping for just a little bit more. Like there was so many, I feel like there was a lot of opportunities for puzzles. Not that they had to be puzzle, you know, super puzzly, but just figuring out something to, to, you know, do other than running around the same places over and over again. Yeah. Um, the locks, they even had, they even had locks and you get the combination right out of the bat, which I understand they all have locks on them, but it kind of seemed pointless if you knew the combination was just the same one, two, three, four. Yeah. One, two, it, three, four. It kind of seemed like they maybe had plans to do like a little more complicated puzzliness to the, the combinations. I, what would have been cool is if they had like one box that was out there that needed a combination that wasn't right. one, two, three, four. Like maybe there's a number hidden in your cabin somewhere that gives you a different, you know, a or different like, number that you could open it. You know, with Ned being out there, that was a great opportunity to have one of those caches have something in it that you need. And you've got to figure out the combination or something while you're going through his bunker or something. Right. Or something. Yep. Something. Yep. I, I just, you know, the whole game to me, yeah, there's a lot of functions and stuff, but all you're doing is running around and after a while climbing and jumping and it gets repetitive. Yeah, but you know, this game is very similar to Gone Home 
And I feel like the functionality is more than Gone Home. Like, Gone Home, you don't really have any puzzles or anything either. It's very much just like a interactive story, you know, like you said. But, well, in my notes, I wrote this because at the time, we talked about story, and you feel strongly about the story, and that's Mm -hmm. fine. And from my perspective of it's you've got a lot of functionality and you're, but you're running around constantly and all of this for a story that to me is just not really there that well. Yeah. Where no, I, Ron I Home had, had a great story. So I didn't mind sifting through stuff and you were, you wanted to look through stuff yeah, because to find more you story. had to put it all together. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I've gone home and had the same mechanics definitely would have been a lot better. Um, so I feel like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I I agree. Yeah. I I feel like if the if Gone Home was mixed with this game, like Gone Home's great story with Firewatch's awesome gameplay, I feel like it would have been an amazing game. Yeah. But you know, I I liked it just fine still. I mean, I gave gameplay a 9. I mean, it was it was yeah. good. It was fun. I was I think the worst part about um this game was that <laughs> It, it was really easy to get lost. Like, very, very yeah. easy to get lost. Um, I Many, many <laughs> times... end up on the wrong side of the map. <laughs> yeah, and like, well, that that's just me not paying attention to where I'm going. But then, like, there was that one time that I was trying to get on a trail, and, like, I couldn't find the trail yeah. at all. Like, I couldn't find the trail. Actually, I'm going to tell you what. I think I'm going to drop it a point. for Just for that alone. Drop it. <laughs> Bringing it down to an eight. Um, yeah, uh, it doesn't matter that much. It's just, that's, it, it was, it was really annoying trying to like, figure out the trails that are written on your map, even though the trails aren't actually there. I don't know, but game? like you're still confined to the trails because you can't, there wasn't a whole lot of open space that you could just get off the trail. It wasn't full open world. Yeah. Like you were still confined to specific areas, but it was open world kind of, sort of. <laughs> The because this is basically an interactive story, there was no uh, well, I guess I don't really know that for sure, but there was no dying in yeah, this game. Yep, there's no real chance of you like losing health and all that stuff, right? Yeah, which I don't is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, I don't know, it's mixed. I feel like that there could have been some areas where it would have been interesting to have Henry just like fall. And make you start the the, the yeah. day over again or something. But I think that they were trying to make it feel a little more grounded in reality with like, you know, every day, you know, you're going to the next day, you're going to the next day, you're, you're progressing. Yeah. And I feel like that that, that was kind oh. of the, the direction they were wanting to go was to stay a little I- more grounded in reality than like randomly respawning. All, well, speaking of randomly respawning... I, this is a good thing, in my opinion, especially with this kind of work. The ending of days sends you back to where you need oh, to start. Oh, yeah. They're, which they is convenient. You. Yep. It, you know how irritating it would have to be to travel all the way back to your post when you're halfway across the map? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate... As weird as those break between... Because, like, you would finish up some dialogue, and then it would be like, well, that's the end of day 52. Yeah. It's just like, What? <laughs> But yeah, I appreciated some of that at least being able to just restart at the at the next spot. Right, to just where where you on. need to be that has something yeah. to do with the dialogue. Yeah, um, I kind of wanted to talk about the dialogue prompts a little bit more. Um, I don't know if we've explained it very well, but like every single choice that you have in the game for dialogue kind of affects how the rest of the story progresses. Are you talking about like the very beginning? Yeah, that. And I think just like while you're like when you are just talking too, I feel like every choice kind of filters down to a different set of dialogue. Not that it necessarily affects the overall story because I think the overall story is like set in stone, but I feel like that some of the dialogue changes depending on the prompts and the actions that you take along the way. Mm -hmm. So, Definitely, as a good example, is the very beginning where you're you're given the option of what dog you have. You're given the option if you want kids or not. You're given the option if 
uh, Julia, your wife, it gets sent to um, to Australia, or if she's sent into a, a permanent housing facility. It's just like you're given all these prompts that then later when you're talking to Delilah you are discussing these things and like, you know, you talk about, I I have this dog named bucket, you know, or if you pick the other dog, you talk about that dog. So like you have these dialogue prompts that are different depending on which route you've taken similar when you go and you talk to the, you confront the teenagers and you're walking down to the, to the lake. You have so many different options of what you can do. Like for us, when we picked up the radio and threw it in the water, those the dialogue changed for us doing that. And I thought that that was that was amazing. Like yeah. that was so cool. The developers have uh, we we briefly did the commentary section yeah. that you get to do when you beat the game, and they were explaining that scene specifically. And it was really interesting listening to, you know, them working out the different options and the repercussions to those options and making sure everything pans out the way for. it's supposed yeah. to. And yeah, I mean, there's, it, you, you really appreciate that there's a lot of time and effort that goes into those. So you can kind of understand why when you see glitches, you think, well, this is a really small team and a very complex set of of trails of things that need to be done. And yeah, for sure. I mean, when we're, when we're going over these games, we're, we're knocking it down points because it's stuff that we notice and, you know, it, it impacted our gameplay, but like overall, when you're looking at a game that works from beginning to end, that's not a failure in any way, in any way, you know, that's, it's just part of the, the way that yeah. it's so complicated that a small team of people working on this, it, it's nearly impossible to catch everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, like you're talking about all the different options and, and stuff with, uh, pretty much this whole game really i mean they have tons of different options and dialogue and some of them some of the talks that you have with delilah you can actually pick most of the dialogue options so you get to hear them all but sometimes you only get like one and that's it you know one answer um so you know it would be interesting to play through it a few times to catch all the different dialogues if you're that into it um I have to say that the the commentary stuff was very interesting. Yeah, it we, was super interesting. We only played like a couple sections, so we didn't get through all, you know, even the majority of the dialogue, but or the the I'm calling it an audio tour, but yeah, the it commentary. Was an audio tour. Yeah, it absolutely was. Like that's what was really cool about it is that it wasn't just like dialogue just like thrown in it was like you picked up a cassette and you played that cassette and it had a duration and when it was done you could hunt down another cassette and they talked about something in that area and it was really really cool yeah. it was really well done so kudos to you guys for yeah. doing that because that was that was really cool that was cool yeah um i think if 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 I ever get some free time, I feel like I would be willing to play it again just Aww. with the audio in there, just to hear yeah. more about the the design. You know, the the effort put into these games is just phenomenal. So it's it's fun to hear about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So my my gameplay then is now an eight out of ten. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think I don't know if I said mine. I gave it a six out of yeah, ten. Yeah, you did. All right. So music. Ah, the creme de la creme. <laughs> I give it a 10 out of 10. Whoa, what? <laughs> I loved the music. I thought it set the ambiance. I thought it was perfect. They explained how it kind of slowly increases as stuff is happening. And I I really loved the music. I thought it was right. When, when I first bought this game on Steam, you could buy the soundtrack. And I was like, that's weird. Now I understand why it was really good. <laughs> I really liked it. It was really yeah. nice. Um, I gave it a nine out of 10. Um, you're right. It is. It's very good all the way through. Um, but to be quite honest, the highlight of this this game, uh, aside from the storytelling aspect, is the audio behind it. The yeah. the voice acting, voice acting is phenomenal. It's so yeah. good. Um, just it's it's the perfect amount of realism that I need 
to yeah. make this a believable story. Like when when Delilah's like having a meltdown about the fact that somebody's listening to the audio and her butt's on the line for not reporting these things. And you can tell she's freaking out. Like you can hear it in her voice. She's freaking out. And for a voice actor to be able to deliver that beautifully is so beautiful. So much better than Zork, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just, I could have done better than Zork. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I could have. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's an uh, interesting uh, option in the middle of the night where you hear Delilah calling you and you answer it and then it sounds like Julia because he's sleeping. Yeah, yep. And I thought that was so cool that they had done that. Yeah. Actually, I, I didn't mention this in story. I probably should have. There was a point where I legitimately started thinking, oh my gosh, they're crazy. we're actually in a mental institution and they are going crazy. Like I I legitimately thought that for a tiny bit of time. I, I kind (laughs) of wondered because I was playing off of that idea too, from what you telling me during the game that like, maybe, maybe he's like, He's insane. He was the one that yeah, had like, the dementia. Like maybe he's gone crazy and he's just like this random guy lost in the woods and like yeah. Delilah's trying to help him find his way back home sort of thing. Like that would have been an insane twist at the end. I know like all this is just like actually happening. <laughs> I really thought with like the way that things were kind of weird with the walkie talkies and yeah. you know that's stuff like the walkie talkies. It seemed too crazy. Yeah, well, that's exactly because he's talking. They're talking about they're tapping into our walkie-talkies. Well, that sounds like something that someone with a mental disorder would say. Yeah. Yep. So legitimately, I'm thinking, okay, well, the very beginning, he's talking about Delilah slowly going insane. Well, what if it's actually him and yeah. he thinks it's her? Because he mentions at a certain point, he goes, you know, what if I'm just going crazy? You know, people, people go. It, they don't know they're going crazy, I, I think is what he says. Didn't, or something at, like that. It seems like at one point he was asking Delilah if she was Am I real. Going crazy? Like, yeah, are, yeah. are you real? And she's like, yeah, I'm as real as real gets. Like, but like, w- I think a crazy person would be able to summon those words. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was also a point where he opens a box or something and he gets stung. And I remember thinking, is this someone syringing him in the mental <laughs> yeah, institution? That's right. <laughs> I mean, I literally was, I was, in fact, we quit that night. Yeah. And we went to bed and I was sitting there thinking, my gosh, it kind of, it kind of could go this way. I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, I would have been, I, I think I would have probably would have been morning. better. Yeah. Yeah. Like at the end, the helicopter goes and he kind of comes into consciousness and they're like, Hey Henry, yeah. it's Julia. How are you doing, bud? Yeah. Right. <laughs> would have been I, an interesting. Twist. I still say for, for Henry to have been running around this whole time, he wasn't actually on Firewatch. He just was lost in the woods yeah. and he was crazy <laughs> and like just lost trying to find his way home and trying to make his way back to Julia yep. and, Gosh dang it! So many, so much potential. His, his poor, his poor nurse, uh, his poor nurse Delilah. Yeah, right. Trying to get him to but come no. back through the intercom. Instead, we get this sad man who is living this extremely depressing life. Who meets this kind of interesting girl, and the girl's like, mm, "No, nah. <laughs> the end." <laughs> oh, poor Henry. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh man. Yep. So yeah. Yep. Um, overall, I, I think we're, you're good with music, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Overall, I gave it a nine out of 10. I had a fun, fun time oh, with this game. I gave it a seven. Oh wow. Okay. I don't think I would replay this again. I, it sounds so harsh. I had a fun time. Like this game was good. There was a lot of thought into it personally. I mean, it's a seven out of 10 is still, it's still good. I just, I don't think I would replay this. Well, it's again. hard to judge this one off of replayability simply because once you know oh, yeah. the story, it's kind of like, why would I play it again? Well, Aside from maybe doing the maybe doing the audio tour or perhaps to try and entice different dialogue from the characters would be kind of fun. But like it takes, you know, a lot of running around for that to, you know, yeah. for that to happen, for that to work. So, yeah. I don't know. I think 
I think it's good that if there's a good deal, definitely this game is good enough to play all around. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's only, what, like, four... I think we played, like, maybe four hours into it. I think we played, like, eight to eleven... No, eight to midnight. So that's four hours right there, and then maybe another couple hours the next day. So, I mean, you know, four four to six hours you can play this game through. I got lost a lot, so if you're better at navigation (laughs) than I am, you can probably get through it a lot faster. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's... definitely worth picking up for a couple how much did how much did you spend on this i don't even know i think it was only like five or six dollars oh yeah yeah and yeah. with it being on so many platforms to just pick it up and experience the story yeah. is definitely worth it um if you haven't already obviously you know to to play it would be good but i would definitely suggest going through the the commentary and playing it through that way just because it really is interesting it really is cool yeah. speaking of with it being such a small um, development crew. If if anyone's listening to this that worked on the game, I would love to sit and have a conversation with you. Um, you know, just write to us at sapnightgaming at gmail.com. Just send us send us a message and I would love to sit down and just have a chat about some of the stories I'm working with the game and you know different different stuff that's that happened and I, I don't know. I just I would love to have this opportunity to talk yeah. with somebody who worked on this game. That would be a lot of fun. So, um, anything else you want to talk about, Kaylee? No, I think we, we covered it pretty good. Cool. So my final score is a 42 out of 50. Mine's a 35 out of 50. So that gives us a 7.7 out of 10, which is fairly good. Actually, I looked up Gone Home, and Gone Home got a 7.4, so it did better than Gone Home. Oh. <laughs> wow. I think I, I gave it a better score in a lot of other spots. Like, I gave it a better score in story, and I gave it a better score in gameplay. Mm-hmm. So, like, and music, too, honestly. So, it, it got a pretty good score better in multiple spots. But you, you scored it pr- a lot harsher than you did yeah, on I Gone did Home, today. too. So, <laughs> it leveled out. So, yeah. Does. Yeah. Um, guys, we are in the middle of Final Fantasy twelve. So that is going to be our projected uh, January 1st uh, podcast episode. Um, I actually am planning on taking a week off of work before Christmas. So it, whatever I don't have done by then, I will finish the game before the end of the year. It's going to happen. So Kaylee, <laughs> you also have to commit to the end of the year. I'm pretty darn close to being done, I think. Oh, I, I figured as much. Yeah. I I think that we I think Zap Chats we were talking about um you would be at like you'd be finishing it pretty close to the 15th and I would just be like cutting it close at the end of the year. Yeah. Which is probably yeah. going to hold true. I mean, again, I'll probably put a lot of hours in during that week that I'm off and I'm just taking it off because I have time to kill, so like I may as well be doing something and hanging out and playing Final Fantasy. Why not? Yeah. So yeah, yeah that, that is definitely planned to be our January 1st podcast episode. Immediately after that, I would like to try and jump into Pokemon because I am itching to play Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, we'll be talking more about this on Zapchats, but I kind of want to give you guys a heads up on our future podcast episodes. So um, yeah, guys, thank you all so much for listening to this episode for Firewatch. I hope you enjoyed it and uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye.